0: What passage of scripture has shaped your life? We're going to talk about ours and much more on this episode of the Dude Facts Podcast.
1: Affirmative to the Dude Facts Podcast. Four guys united by their love for coffee and corny jokes come together to talk about Christian culture and the ups and downs of ministry. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of joe, and enjoy. The podcast starts now. Affirmative.
0: Alright, welcome everyone to the Dude Facts Podcast. I am with Grant and Ryan, Josh is not with us this week, and I really don't know his excuse. But we are a trio, and it seems like this summer we've had many podcasts in which um, we're a trio instead yeah. of a, it's a revolving uh, trio. <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe three is better than four. Is 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 that what we're trying to communicate here? Do good things come in threes? What's some good things that come in threes?
1: Triplets. Triplets. Yeah. Yeah. If I they mean, they come th- in twos, parents get worried. <laughs> <laughs> the Trinity. I mean, yeah, obvious. Um, Are there th- th- There three Trinities?
0: <laughs> Are there? Maybe we should uh, clip that out and put that as a soundbite and get uh, some impassioned
1: people to uh, yell at us. Our seminaries might ask for our degrees back. <laughs> <laughs> well, EA you requests. have the ma-
0: you have the Magi. I mean, that was a. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we, we, we don't gifts. know if they were three, but yeah, the gifts. Yeah. Um, you have uh, th- three musketeers.
1: <laughs> you know, there's four musketeers. But
2: there's three musketeers, and then the book is about adding a
1: d'Artagnan. Yeah, yeah. It's the four musketeers,
0: the three they tenors, lie. or is there a fourth tenor that I don't know about? Tenor, three French tenors. <laughs>
2: I knew it was coming. It's Still funny.
0: <laughs> Michael Jordan championship mm-hmm. runs coming through. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See what I did, Seiko Right there. <laughs> That's just for Seiko I don't know if threes are better, but for whatever reason, uh, Josh could not make it, so we are Joshless. although I'm sure we'll get something from Josh on this podcast. He'll either say something at the beginning or at the end, so we will be like the four musketeers by the time this is all said and done. So it's like, we're three musketeers, Josh will be joining us, (laughs) but um, before we get into the scriptures that have shaped our lives, which is what we're (laughs) going to be talking about today... Um, one, I sort of had this idea because, um, it's very cool. I'm getting to uh, bring the message to one of our chapel services in a week. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm, I'm filling in sort of as a substitute. And when the chaplain called me up and he said, Hey, can you come and, and teach this week? I said, sure. Are you guys doing a series? And he said, well, we're doing a series called shaped. And I was like, okay, uh, well, what's that about? And he was like, well, basically it's any, scripture that has shaped your life come preach talk about it i was like that's too easy the problem was narrowing it down and we'll get to that here in a little bit but um i thought it'd be cool to talk about this on the podcast um you know as we share about our lives and we share obviously about our faith to talk specifically through some scripture that um, has shaped us and it gives us a break from talking conspiracy theories <laughs> Which has been fun. I mean, we we can bring up some conspiracies if you want.
2: There's I mean, I think
0: a never-ending supply of them. Was it a conspiracy that both Barbie and Oppenheimer came out on the same weekend? Barbenheimer. <laughs>
2: I, I think it was a bold move by yeah. Oppenheimer to go. No, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah.
0: Did you think Christopher Nolan went into that thinking that he was going to lose to Barbie over the weekend? Did he lose to Barbie?
1: He did. Did Barbie Oppenheimer? Barbie made more money by Barbie. It did. Uh, That's what else is out though.
2: That's true. (laughs) I I think that's because everyone is waiting to see Oppenheimer in IMAX, and there's fewer of those theaters. So they're gonna. It's over time gonna do better. But at least that's what waiting. Christopher
0: Nolan is telling himself, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's how he lulls himself to sleep.
1: We have was... a, a spare room full of Barbies. So I didn't even care to research what that movie was about. I'm kind of over Barbies right now. Our daughters are all about Barbies. <laughs> and then the Oppenheimer thing. Do you remember the episode of Seinfeld where he saw that girl in the lobby, but he remembered her law firm? Oh, remember yeah. That? It was Sagman Bennett Robbins. Oppenheim, and Taft. I can't believe you remember every single name. Why did I Google the first two? I was like, no, 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 Oppenheimer, Taft.
2: I will say... (laughs) This keeps going. Uh, I didn't see Barbie, but I did see Oppenheimer. It was a very good movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Enjoyed it. So it was good?
2: Yeah. But Barbie looks to be pretty funny, so I'll have to see that at some point, too.
0: So I did get swept into the Barbenheimer weekend. Um, I took my daughter to the movies. I didn't go into the movie with her. She went with her friend. She didn't want her dad going to see Barbie, but she dressed up in pink and went with her friend. I decided to just go see Mission Impossible 7. So I totally Mm. got sucked into uh, Barbenheimer by going and watching Tom Cruise do it again.
1: (laughs) And Which, don't you think they should change the name to, like, Mission Probable by now? He keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's for
0: real. I mean, you can't stop Mission Ethan likely. Hunt. Tom Cruise. Buddy, you did it again.
2: Tom Cruise used the witchcraft on me to get the fire <laughs> off me!
0: He did. I mean, totally used the witchcraft. But, uh, no, good movie. And, uh, sadly, I think <clears throat> just got dwarfed by the Barbenheimer uh, fad that's uh, going around. But. Oh, yeah. um but, but yeah, isn't Ty... Tom
1: Cruise short, too?
0: He is. So I maybe mean, everything dwarfs very, him. It was very fitting. <laughs>
1: He's used to it. I need to just
0: have the drum roll up on cue for Grant here today. <laughs> That's I'm sucking down Diet
1: Cokes. I'm on a roll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing Oppenheimer. I will probably go see Bart. My daughter said it was good. Um, I've heard it's a lot more... Um, you know, as far as like a social commentary than yeah. it is a kids movie. What's so, his face um, looks really
2: funny. Uh, Ryan Gosling.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He, every clip he I've does. seen of it, it
2: looks it looks like he knocked his role out of the park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the memes that are going around saying, "Don't forget Ryan Gosling was um, an absolute liability at cornerback for the Titans." Remember, <laughs> remember the Titans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And if you didn't,
1: you should call it Forgot the Titans.
0: Yep. (laughs) But, you know, it's funny because Barbie did beat out um, a movie about the guy who created the atomic bomb. And, uh, I mean, who would have thought Americans were more interested in Barbie than that? But uh, I guess they are. Or maybe they're waiting for the IMAX. But Barbie hysteria has been everywhere. If you're on TikTok or any other social media, you see people are using filters to make themselves look like a Barbie, I thought it would only be appropriate if we here at the Dude Facts Podcast did the same thing. Um, we, we looked and we saw how each of us dudes would look like as Barbie. And so if you're listening to the podcast right now, you're going to totally miss this joke. I mean, you can listen for the reactions, um, but I would encourage you, we're about eight minutes in, Go to YouTube, search Dude Facts. That way you can skip all the way to like 8.15 and you can catch up and you can watch this part of the podcast. And then you can go back to listening to it on Spotify or Apple or wherever. But you're not
1: totally disgusted.
0: That's right. You might be totally (laughs) disgusted. But we're going to check this out. Let me make sure that I can share my screen here. Um, Let's see. All right, here we go. Are you guys seeing this? Yep. Yes. All right. Dude facts as Barbie. So I I took a picture of each of us. I just really stole a picture online uh, from the podcast, and so this is what uh, happened. Here is Ryan as Barbie. <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: That's, that's
0: horrifying. <laughs> I think it's very very pretty uh, pretty girl there.
1: you ever watch the, oh, the Drew Carey show? <laughs> No, nope,
0: Ryan looks like Drew Carey. No, the lady on the Drew
1: Carey show. Oh, the lady in the... Yeah.
0: Either
2: her or Miss Piggy. One of the two. Oh, my goodness.
0: Well, you don't have all the makeup. So. Yeah,
2: that's true. I just have naturally rosy cheeks.
0: Yeah, I like it. All right, here is Grant. Very nice. <laughs> looks like... That, that you looks know like what my Grant life. looks like. Grant... <laughs> Grant looks like uh what's her face from Big Bang Theory?
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, Bernadette.
0: Uh, Bernadette. <laughs> no, actually uh Sheldon's girlfriend. <laughs>
2: oh, Amy, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Even better. Yes. Um, I, I totally have drawn a blank on her name uh, right now.
2: It's um Blossom. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blossom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Grant looks like the worst like undercover spy <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> white he's girls just, like trying to sit in like the background
0: of like a grocery store just sticking out like a sword <laughs> he's spying at a coffee shop <laughs> trying to be incognito it's not working Everyone's all right here here out. is uh here's mine um i i thought i looked like my sister in this <laughs> <laughs> which is very odd, but, uh, yeah, it's me chilling in the podcast. And then Josh, Josh, I thought was the absolute best of all of us. He clearly is the uh, prettiest Barbie. Here's Josh. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a Christopher Walken type look.
1: Um, Ugh. More like uh, Christopher Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the
0: ax is for, but, uh, apparently he's, uh, He's pretty serious about something
2: uh, serious about that picture,
0: <laughs> but that is the uh, dude facts dudes as Barbies. So if you enjoyed that, then uh, please leave a comment and um, tell us who you thought the prettiest Barbie was out of the four of us. Yeah. Uh, and then tell us why it's me for Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clearly, that's a total joke that all of us uh, are Barbie, which transitions us to it's that time. (laughs) It's dad jokes with Grant, who I hear is talking this one up. So this one's going to be really good.
1: I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it's going to be good. I'm not on the horn. (laughs) That's (laughs) You know, what's
0: funny is I'm still looking for the actual music. Oh, here it is. It's like it got moved up. All right. Say the toot your own horn line again
1: Okay, this is a good joke I don't mean to toot my own horn, but (laughs) See what we did there? (laughs) Alright, here we go Like we rehearsed it (laughs) Alright A drunk staggers into a church Enters a confessional booth Sits down, but says nothing The priest coughs a few times To get his attention but the drunk continues to just sit there. Finally, the priest pounds 3 times on the wall. The drunk mumbles, "Ain't no use knocking. There's no toilet paper on this side either." <laughs>
0: that was that was pretty good. I mean, I we gave it the price is right music, but really Oh yeah. I think it deserved if there was ever farts. a Dude
1: Facts joke. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's guessed why we're called Dude Facts yet. The That's true. And, and you just
0: gave a very big clue, as is this. <laughs> so, if you're out there, and you've been listening, and you still haven't guessed... Telling you, we just gave you some clues. Um, I don't know if Tad's still listening. It seems like he's dropped off. But, um, Tad, if you're listening, like tired of us. you were you were close, Tad. You were close. Did, did our people ever get their t shirts? So maybe I never that's heard. why they stopped listening.
2: Maybe, well, maybe Josh it was is. in charge of that,
0: right? <clears throat> Josh claimed <laughs> that they got their shirts. Who's not here today?
1: <laughs> Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh, it's your fault. <laughs>
0: Josh claimed that they got their shirts, but Tyler, Tyler was one of them. Do you know if Tyler got his, Ryan? Um, he hasn't told me.
2: Let's okay. See. I know I he has the one that he one. bought, but I don't know if he got the new one that he won.
1: Hmm.
2: I'll check.
0: Yeah, we gotta get to the because maybe we've lost a couple of. We'll check if if, if that folks.
2: didn't happen. We'll make sure people get their
0: shirts. Yeah, let us know if you're listening to this. Let us know if you didn't get your shirt. <laughs> Because that we... you paid for. That's right. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their hard-earned listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was the guy behind the camera taking all the pictures of the little kids. Hey, Maybe there, that's Josh. where is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we want you to be confident that when you leave a comment, that not only are we going to respond, but we're going to come through with our promises. With that said, Ryan... Did we have any uh key comments out there this week?
2: Um yeah, so let's let's get them up here. I lost them. I had them pulled up on my phone and then they went away. Um Fleece it out. So yeah, no uh <laughs> no comments on YouTube, but uh did have some uh Instagram and uh comments and uh looks like TikTok so I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start with the old one first. So this this is on a TikTok that we put. It was it was uh, when, it was uh, when uh, Jeff, Josh, and me were talking about um, white people smelling like sour milk. As, uh, Josh was told Ooh, yeah. that by <laughs> one of the guys that he worked with at the library at uh, Austin P. or not Austin. Now B, like it, a month ago. Southwestern. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so we got a comment from uh, Briggs clothiers, which is uh all right yeah uh, I believe they're in Clarksville, so check them out if you're if you're in the town uh said LOL, I follow you guys and this is what I get, and then in parentheses love it by the way, so I'm glad we're <laughs> oh, okay. kind
1: of you're welcome
0: begrudgingly well, making good. people laugh <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, this is what you
1: get, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have fun whether you like it or not. That should be our tagline. Dude Facts Podcast. This is what you get. Got
2: you covered. Let's see. Oh, yeah. And so on a uh, on, uh, post from last week's podcast, which I missed, but you guys were talking about aliens. I believe Grant was showing the, uh, the tracker, showing, like, you know, where in the world, like, UFO sightings come from. Um yeah. we had somebody who was just very impassioned by uh this uh <laughs> on Instagram that said uh breaking man discovers that exposure to a certain thing makes you more likely to report it or talk about it and then like a hands on face emoji. Um almost like yeah, if I you bet he wrote know... that in American. <laughs> <laughs> almost like if you didn't know about COVID, you wouldn't report it as COVID just the cold. Wow, crazy, right? I feel like he got kind of like lost in the lost in his own sauce there for a second. Um, he definitely
1: did. Yeah. <laughs> he he paused his phone topics. call to report a UFO to comment that, <laughs> and it went back up. Um,
2: I was sad that I missed the uh, UFO conversations, though. I feel like it could have been some good stuff in there. Um,
1: it, it wasn't out of this world. It was actually uh, around this world. <clears throat> and we well, did a flat on. ufos <laughs> do what <laughs> <laughs>
0: said we identified every conversation
1: yes which I've, I've actually been thinking about that to your to your comment uh for, i was on a random playlist during a run this past week and uh daft punk came on Ooh. and i bet you know what song i'm thinking of because it didn't sing a flat the world a flat the world It said around the world <laughs> that's right the evidence is everywhere Jesus Juke.
0: <laughs> Even Daft Punk, Punk. Providing a Jesus Juke. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah, just a couple comments from our socials there. Um, and yeah, if, um, if you don't already follow us on the socials, we have good fun over there throughout the week. Um, we post clips there leading up to each week's episode. Um, and if you're lucky, you can catch some good uh, Flat Earth uh, discussion with some maybe less than sane people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Very
0: healthy discussion. Yeah. Healthy,
2: <laughs> educated discussion. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so uh, go check us out on there. Um, like TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook. Uh, I would say Twitter, but um, when we don't have a Twitter and two, Twitter, might not be Twitter much longer. So if somebody uh, left a turd on the bathroom floor. <laughs> <laughs> no more Twitter That's uh, a turd on the bathroom floor That's gonna be uh, what Twitter's gonna be After Elon <laughs> Musk changes the name Just X Which is the most like which It's the most like 2000s rebranding That I've ever heard of Like it just makes me think of like an early 2000s action movie It's
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, No that was Triple X was Hey that comes in triples <laughs> Oh yeah there we go, yeah, there you go. Triple X. Good job Ryan
0: <laughs> See how we bring that back around, just like a bag of yeah. wolves. Yeah. See, <laughs> so leave us flat. a comment, and it could become a soundbite on the show. That's what Tyler
1: bag did. Bag of wolves. <laughs> we we brought that full flat plane, <laughs> full straight Jesus line. Jesus,
0: Duke. like a. So what, yeah. Go what ahead. is Elon <laughs> doing to Twitter?
2: Um, yeah, what the heck? slowly dragging it into the ground
1: <laughs> apparently from every new Dude. update I see that he does with it well now he's competing against threads so yeah. meta right which yeah. I was so stoked because I own some meta uh, stock yeah, yeah. Fight. Way <laughs> fight fight <laughs> fight 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 cage match let's
0: go <laughs> you know twitter it, it's almost as if when Elon took over Part of his business plan was to hire somebody to give him the worst advice on how to completely ruin this app and run this business into the ground and he said hey give me that advice because you know he he's one of those billionaires who's you know almost like educated past his own intelligence um just thinks anything he touches he's gonna have the midas touch gonna turn to gold and he thought, you know, I'm gonna make Twitter something by doing the complete opposite of what everybody wants me to do or <laughs> expects me to do. And instead, he really has about burned it to the ground because it's awful. Well I
2: don't know I what's think going on. What's good though is that so Elon he he bought Twitter and then his whole thing was like, Oh, I want Twitter to be a place like, you know, free speech and like not where people aren't censored and like things like that. So a lot of the people that were kind of banned off of Twitter, he undid that, brought them back, people that were a little more um, aggressive in the way they talk and post things on Twitter, but uh, with that happening and now threads coming out, I feel like all the toxicity on from anyone. Because honestly, Twitter—I I've been tired of Twitter for a while, just because it doesn't matter what community you're a part of, Twitter's just toxic. Like people are just in there mm. being hateful to each other, and it's not fun. Nobody's posting anything funny, so. Um, all of that, I feel like, is just being centralized to Twitter now, and then everybody that just wants to, you know, have fun and enjoy life is moving over to Threads, which I enjoy.
0: <laughs> yeah, or they're as coming to our flat Earth discussion and talking yeah. there.
2: That's do you guys use Twitter very much though? Over there? I did. Not as much you on as on I do a used little that? bit. I used to be on it a yeah. lot in college, and then like I kind of fell off and. The past several years, but I kind of posted every now and then, but it just kind of, I don't know, felt dumb and almost like... As an
1: illiterate, I greatly prefer Instagram. (laughs) It makes a lot more sense. Just pictures and videos. Yep. How God intended it.
0: That's all you needed. That's right.
2: You're you're just a visual person. It's okay. Mm.
0: I mean, sometimes you just want to break from reading. So it is good just to have the pictures. Picture shows. That, That's all you need. So you look at that was a Twitter, candidate like, for
1: this week's... What's that? Uh, ca- candidate for this week's dad joke was... Uh, uh, optometrist, your results are terrible. Me, can I see them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It's a good one.
2: i just like to imagine you opening Twitter, Grant, and being like, What are these words? No one ever <laughs> taught me how to read. Show me some
0: pictures. What? I- what I don't like about Twitter now is that one Twitter for whatever reason decided to take my account and cancel it about a year ago. Um, I I didn't do anything. I don't post anything controversial, so I don't, I don't know what happened anyway. I tried to fight it because I had years of tweets and interactions on there gone. So I was a little frustrated, but I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and create a new one. And, uh, primarily because i i like to follow different people on there and uh less about me tweeting more about who i follow but now twitter has it to where really you see stuff that you don't even want i mean mm. half the time like my whole news feed is filled with people that i don't want to follow people that i would you know rather follow almost anyone else than see their stuff um it's almost like he's their their algorithm is picking things that I purposely don't like and putting it on my newsfeed. Yeah, and I'm constantly having to go in and be like, "Don't follow, ignore, whatever." And it doesn't and, uh, doesn't help at
2: all. It. But uh, that's one thing that in, like Instagram and by extension Threads has on lock is the just like the algorithm of like people you don't follow and showing stuff. It's really good at showing you, hey, this is similar to things that you do follow. You might like this. And it's really good at picking those things out, which yeah, I cause
0: threads almost immediately my newsfeed. And, and I didn't even follow that many people yet, but almost immediately faith running and sports. And those are yeah. like three things that I often follow. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. I uh, didn't really have to do that much. Yeah, uh, Maybe it goes back to, you know, they're all spying on us. and <laughs> uh, Mark Zuckerberg's just better at it than, than Elon. I still think they should fight, but they should call it X. You know, since Elon's trying to go with this, like, extreme, you know, early 2000s vibe, maybe they should call their cage match uh, X. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's what he's going for. He's like, this is Twitter, but extreme.
2: Twitter's just basically a cage match anyway, so.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen. We're gonna, they're going to build this up as an actual cage match between Zuckerberg and Elon, but then it's just going to be a war of uh, words over Twitter or threads or something. Who knows? We'll see. But we digress. I mean, don't let that keep you from commenting, as Ryan said, on all the social media. We do have a lot of fun on there. Um, even with people that we don't agree with, um, you know, we don't get upset about that if you disagree with us. So let us know how you disagree with us. Let well, us yeah. know how you agree with us. Let us know, um, you know, encouraging things, let us know what we could do better. So give us constructive criticism. Well, and you know, if too. you
2: disagree with us, if you're, um, constructive and polite about it, we are more than willing to talk to you. We we love yeah. talking. Even if we disagree, we love talking to people. So yeah, know, feel we're free more than to willing to like line. you,
0: but still know you're wrong. So it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but um, you know what what's cool and, and I'm gonna break away here a second to share something a little serious because um, I thought this was really cool this week and I talked to you two guys about this before we started the podcast, but it fits well with comments and where we're going. But uh, one of our faithful listeners, David, um, he will frequently give us feedback on the podcast, which I love. So keep doing that, David. Uh, but the way that he does it usually is not public. He doesn't do a lot of public comments um, in any of our social media or anything like that. Usually he'll send us messages directly, which is totally cool, too. Um, you know, in, in fact, it's a lot like a, a child screaming. Half the time (laughs) Uh, he's just sending us like radical things, but no, David will send us stuff that he loves about the podcast or he'll react to something. And um, we have a lot of fun with that. So we're thankful that David does that. And I know he'll send it to us as a group. Sometimes the four of us, Um, sometimes he'll just send us messages directly. And I hope, I, I think he'll be okay with me sharing this because I've asked him a few times if it's okay, if I share some of the stuff that he shares but um uh this week David was was talking to me and we were talking a little bit about the podcast but life and other things too. And um David mentioned how the podcast has really been encouraging to him. Um, you know, basically alluded to it being a, a light uh to him in his daily routine, his workplace, which is uh challenging, uh is what he mentioned. But he said it's really helped him. And he, he said You know, Obviously, I I like the funny stuff, I like your humor, but it's really been the second part of the podcast that has really been the most helpful uh, to me is what he said. It's it's helped him in his walk, it's pushed him, it's motivated him, and I thought that was really cool. I was really encouraged to hear that. I let him know that, but um, just engaging with the rest of you, our audience, those who listen, however big it is, um, that's what the podcast is all about. We all have a sense of humor. We love humor, and that's always going to litter everything that we do. But we also all love Jesus, and uh, that's why we do this. We do it, one, because we enjoy hanging out, the four of us, and uh, talking shop and ministry and things like that. But we love to cut up and joke. But we also want it to encourage and motivate you. And so the thought and direction of today's podcast really is hopefully – to just encourage you and motivate you a little bit. And uh, that's what we're going to share about today. So we're going to drop right into our subject. I think this is only going to be a one-parter, so I'm confident in saying continue to listen because we're going (laughs) to transition into that part of the podcast. But today we're talking about the scriptures that have shaped you. And uh, what we wanted to do today was just go around between the three of us and talk about some scripture that has shaped us or, you know, one or two scriptures that has shaped us, um, talk about that scripture, um, tell everyone why that has been a scripture that has shaped you. And, uh, really it's, it's hard. And I know this was for me, and I know it probably was for you guys, quite honestly, it's hard to narrow it down because there's so many that I think have been instrumental. In fact, I, I think, and you guys probably probably will agree with this too, I think in every season of life, there's been a scripture, a different scripture that God has used to really just um, sort of jump off the page and speak into me and, and uh, really help guide what's going on during that season. And uh, every once in a while, just during a, a time of scripture reading and prayer, one will just sort of spring up and and really speak into me for a while. So sometimes it depends on the season that I'm going through and maybe what I'm dealing with. But, um, you know, there's definitely some scriptures that have shaped me and I know have shaped you guys. So that's what we're going to get into today. And as we talk about it, we want you to be encouraged, but we also want to hear from you. So feel free to drop in and share the scriptures that have shaped you as well as we get into this. So the way we're going to do this is... Uh, we're each going to sort of take a turn, and Grant, I believe you're going to lead us off. So, Grant, Woo. I'm going to turn it over to you as we talk
1: about Scripture that has shaped you. Indeed, and totally, Jeff, I mean, Jesus is what we're all about. He's our hokey pokey. It's what it's all about, man.
0: <laughs> yep, uh, he turned me they're... around.
1: <laughs> not By the way, a, not I, w- I
0: wanted to be like you guys. You're both drinking Diet Coke, and I had the coffee mug, so... I've I've got my diet. Oh,
1: you got
2: some zesty diet.
1: (laughs) Had. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Uh, So Matthew 5, Jesus is giving a sermon on the Mount, and he uh, shares that his followers are the light of the world, they're the salt of the earth, and they're like a city on a hill that can't be hidden. And then he concludes with, I call it my life verse. It's been the verse that's challenged and motivated me my whole Christian life. And it's Matthew 5, 16, which is let your lights uh, so shine before men, or therefore let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and bring glory to your father who's in heaven. So the idea that we ought to be doing good things that benefit others and giving God the glory for it. That's the purpose of our lives. So that one's been the steady motivation. And then this last year and a half, Very similarly related, like you were talking about, Jeff, um, that God speaks to us through his word in different periods. Um, First Corinthians chapter four in the first paragraph is like really, really meaningful. Um, It's called the ministry of the apostles. The first one, uh, first verse is, this is how one should regard us apostles as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Those two things, sharing the gospel that's stewarding the mysteries of God and The epistles, that's what mysteries of God means, the gospel of Jesus. Uh, So sharing the gospel and being a servant of Christ. God, what do you want me to do? You got it. So those two things. Verse 2 is very popular, but I think usually taken out of context. It says, moreover, it's required of stewards that they be found faithful. That's not long-suffering doing the wrong things. That's faithfulness in those two things. In obeying Jesus, whatever he puts on your plate. And then uh, sharing the gospel. Too often pastors, especially, can be doing the wrong things for so long. And practice doesn't make it permanent. It makes permanent. Um, So we need to be faithful in those two things. And Paul talks for a while, but the very end of it, he says, uh, verse 5, Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive commendation from God. And uh, that one is really meaningful now because uh, in the church, we've had to do a lot of not very sexy legal stuff to merge the two congregations, a lot of really slow people stuff, getting um, people to trust one another and start moving in a positive direction. And so, especially with trying to be the light to the world, do good and give glory to God. And when you're doing it out of obedience to Christ and you're even sharing the gospel, but you're not seeing fruit, uh, that end verse uh, it's often taken out of context to mean God will judge you. He'll bring to light all the sins of your heart and put them on display. And that's talked about elsewhere, but this passage says that God sees what's hidden, uh, in darkness and he will bring it to light and he'll give you the reward for it because sometimes serving in ministry, you're, you're beating your head against the wall saying, why isn't there change? Um, uh, but God sees it and he'll reward it in his time. So those are my two.
0: <laughs> Amen. that's good, good stuff. Thanks for sharing. Um, definitely encouraging. And, and as we read these scriptures or share them, uh, we encourage everyone to, to get out there and, and to check it out, uh, for yourself. So as we read the scripture and we recite the scripture, um, you know, go and read it as, you know, hopefully it's an encouragement to you to go and, and actually study the text and, uh, draw truth from it. Um, for sure. you know, as, 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 as we know, God the Holy spirit speaks into us through it. Um, We also know that, uh, you know, it's important to, to dig into these scriptures, you know, ourselves. And so, um, you know, anytime that you, and and I'm sort of talking to our listeners now, because I know you guys know this and a lot of our listeners do too, but anytime you hear anybody preach, teach the word, um, while it's great and it can be motivating and challenging, and uh, especially when God has called somebody to be his messenger and to take his text and to dig in, that's great. And a... you know, let it be motivating to you, but also go to God's word and really begin to understand it as his Holy spirit reveals to you. And even digs into the context of your life too, and how this applies to your life. Um, you know, God can teach us so much through his word. And if there's anything I've learned in studying scripture, it's that I can read the same scripture over and over and over five different times. And it's, it, you know, God is, is, isn't changing the message, but it's like different things come to light as I'm reading it. And, uh, it really gives me a a more rich appreciation and understanding of who God is and what he expects for my life. So, um, definitely as we share these, write them down, go out and, uh, you know, check them out as you're uh, doing your study of the word. So Ryan, yeah. What do you got for us? Uh,
2: yeah. So, um, I know I talked about in my, my dude dollop, um, one off that I did about you know how I've I've read through this particular Bible a lot. This, this particular copy, um, and I, I uh, it's ESV. It's actually the one uh, I believe you gave this to me, Jeff, when I graduated high school. It was one of the ones that you gave to all of us that were seniors. Um, Sweet, but uh, uh, I talked about how there's a lot of there's a lot of stories and a lot of uh, passages that I really like in the Bible. So it's hard for me to um, narrow down sometimes, but I feel like something that when I think of something that kind of really resonates with me, I always come back to um, first Peter. Um, And it's, you know, just kind of early in first Peter and the first chapter, there's a passage that I feel is just a good, succinct, summation of what you know our relationship with christ and our you know our faith and what that's built on and it always just strikes me in such a way like you can even see like i've I've had it like marked in here for the longest time um i always go back to it because it's just for me it's such a it's such a, a beautiful passage for me to go back and read and it always um encourages me um i'll read it here so in uh start in verse three uh, it's verse 3 through 8, through 9, uh, sorry, of 1 Peter. It says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded Through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time in this you rejoice Though now for a little while if necessary you have been grieved by various trials So that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than the gold that perishes Though it is tested by fire May be found to be to result in praise and glory and honor and the in the revelation of Jesus Christ Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Um, and that passage, you know, like I said, just has always been something that resonates with me. I think um, it talks a lot about the testing of your faith, uh, which I think has always been um, a strong, a strong point with me just thinking through, you know, even when we go through trials and when things happen to us, you know, it's the, the testing of our faith and that it comes out the other side that proves its genuineness. And that is just that idea to me has such a beauty to it that, um, anytime I think of my favorite verse, that's what, that's what I come back
0: to. I can't read that. What's it say? I it's a little blurry on my screen, grant. It
1: says, "Please stop giving me your toughest battles." And then Jesus says, "You literally just need to fold your clothes." <laughs> Jesus, Juke. <laughs> right. <Brian. laughs>
2: but yeah, that was it. That that's been my that's been my go-to passage for some time now, probably since since I was in college. Um, and I just, you know, always always keep coming back to
0: it. That's awesome, Ryan. It, it's funny because mine is going to be on a similar theme to yours. And I also love 1 Peter chapter 1. Um, I'm actually studying 1 Peter with a group of guys right now, normally on Wednesday nights, but we didn't meet tonight and because uh, all the guys are gone, which worked out good because we could uh, record this on a Wednesday night. But um, yeah, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, and uh, specifically, I love verse 13. Um, that's one of you know, as we talk about life verses, one of my life verses. I have different life verses as I was talking about different seasons of life, but also for different roles in my life. So for the army, I uh quote uh, from Galatians five thirteen a lot. Um what know, about your that leggy? idea of of using your what's that? That was your army. What about your leggy? Yeah, for my leg, it's something different. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what's the joke about the king and his armies? Do you know where a king keeps his armies? <laughs> yeah, on his, sleevies, oh, the his <laughs> sleeves. On his sleeves. But um, I, I've loved um, Philippians, the book of Philippians a lot. Chapter two, specifically, um, when it talks, you know, the, the Psalm of Paul, if you will, the hymn of Paul. Um Verse, or chapter four as well, when uh, Paul is saying, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice and just that idea of being thankful and rejoicing. I also love a similar message that comes out of the book of Habakkuk, which is a book we don't study a lot. But Habakkuk was a guy who complained to God. But by the end of that short, short book, he is talking about uh, the fact that famine, all these bad things can happen. Yet I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. And so I've always loved that theme. Paul hits that theme in Philippians. And then I've always related a lot to Joseph, which I think we all can sort of look at moments in our life and feel like we've had some Joseph like moments, but I love a sweet coat. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I mean, if it had more colors, I would say we're like soul brothers, but uh, is it to die for? It is bloody, (laughs) bloody. Awesome. (laughs) But um, no, my my favorite passage of scripture comes from (laughs) trying to stay on track here, Grant. Uh, My favorite passage of scripture, or really the the passage that I say shapes me, is one that I really encountered fully as a teenager, and um, it's one that I always go back to. And I've read it a million times. It used to be my password for everything. It no longer is. So ah. if you're trying to break into my accounts, it's not going to work. But I used to always be my my password, um, which was James one. And uh, I love James one specifically, really the entire chapter, but specifically two through eight. And so it's going to have a similar theme to yours, Ryan, about um, having joy in trials, but. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. And check this out. You guys went to D3. You went to D3, right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, think I that was did. after you, Grant. Okay. Yeah. So D3. Yeah. This is my D3 Bible, which is uh, pretty awesome. You
1: that was that. one of my favorite Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> well, this top, was top three.
0: the Mighty Al Moller. i um, leave leaving <laughs> this <laughs> sucker. <laughs> Molar? Yeah. I hardly know Al her. <laughs> Sorry, I'll... All right. James chapter one, verses two through eight. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kind. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And that word steadfastness is translated in other versions as perseverance, other versions as endurance. But I, I love that, uh, the message of that word. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. or at least from what I can remember. I was a teenager, and uh, it was right when I really began owning my faith and studying God's Word on my own and uh, spending time in in the Word and praying and uh, really trying to draw from God's Word, His message for my life. And I remember I was going through uh, a stressful time, and really, quite honestly, the trials that James is talking about in this chapter— You know, are, are much greater if we're trying to weigh trials on a scale than what I was going through as a teenager in the United States. But, you know, when you're a teenager, everything is the end of the world. And I just remember being stressed out, sort of worried, anxious about things. And I came across this scripture and it caught my eye because it said, Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. And I thought, how in the world do you have joy in the midst of trials? So I kept reading and the thing that I think I was most encouraged about was the fact that when he talks about the testing of your faith, developing that perseverance or that endurance or that steadfastness, I've always been a runner. So that idea of endurance, I, I get, I understand. And I think God used that to really speak into me. And uh, you guys probably have heard this term before, but for runners, we do something called fart lick. It's not licking farts. It's a dude's name. And it's a, it's a way of building endurance as a runner. So the idea is that you'll run really fast for a short period of time, and then you'll slow down and either walk or run. Um, So like interval training. And we used to do fartlek training and cross country by running in a straight line. And we would do it for about three miles. And the person at the end of the line would sprint to the front of the line as we're all jogging. And then that would leave a new person at the end of the line and they would sprint. And so every five or six people you're sprinting to the front of the line again. So that'd be our fartlek training, but that was building that endurance. And so that's what I thought of when I read the scripture, I was like, you know, the testing of my faith is building this endurance. It's helping me be able to, um, you know, endure trials longer and have more stamina and uh, be stronger. And I thought that was cool because w- what it really reminded me of was that that God is still intimately involved in our lives. That's why I never understood deist. If you read scripture, um, which obviously I don't think that they do or they respect it or understand it, like God didn't just create us and leave us. God is actively involved in his creation. So he didn't just send Christ, save me and put me on a shelf as a trophy where I'm collecting dust. No, he's still intimately involved in my life. And as he goes on, he says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. So if if you're going through these trials, one, you can have joy because God is shaping you. He's still working on you, still creating you, if you will. Um, He's like an artist that's just sculpting and chiseling away. You can have joy in that not in the circumstances, but in God. But also if if you're trying to figure this all out, go to God and ask him. Doesn't mean he's going to give you the answer that you want, but he's going to give you the wisdom that you need to navigate the circumstance. And it really jumps out to me every time I read it, but definitely did as a teenager, that idea of, if you ask for wisdom, then don't doubt, you know, trust that he's going to give it to you because if you doubt, you're like that wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And that makes sense with our lives because um, with life, our circumstances are just up and down like a roller coaster. And uh, our emotional state, our well being will be the same way if we allow circumstances to dictate that rather than trusting in God who's in control of it all, but also working in our lives. But going back to the trials, what a reminder and how humbling it is to to go back and really read that in context and understand, you know the trials that the Christians were going through at this time, you know, they were going through some difficult things and uh, things that um, you know, I, I don't think we even fathom or can touch. Does't mean that we don't go through stuff. We absolutely do, but um, you know at the end of the day, our, our trials just feel kind of small in comparison. And so if God can help Christians who are in the midst of persecution, who are in the midst of um, just scary and unknown times, he can definitely help Christians here in the Western world and the United States of America, where maybe the the worst things that happen to us, yeah, sickness, death, tragedy, all that can happen. But, um, you know, when it comes to our faith, we might just get made fun of or have a flat earther try to come in and tell us we're idiots. <laughs> Um, maybe they that, should
1: act the Lord for wisdom because he won't hesitate to give it to them.
0: They should. In fact, maybe next time um, Jay gets on and argues with us, we'll just go to the Lord write, for James, wisdom, bro. James
1: 1 yeah. 5. Yeah. Go read
0: James 1 5 and come back to go, me. Read a book,
1: <laughs> which I would definitely do if they put it on Instagram. Read a book? Yeah. If they're able to put it on Instagram. Just a picture of a book. Every single yeah. page of the book
0: is a different picture. Yeah, it's like it's, but you can only upload 10 at a time that's the only problem
2: <laughs> that could be that's a cool. very subjective reading experience that actually might be a
1: something yeah. to look into
0: <laughs> yeah you um, just reveal a book 10 <clears throat> instagram
1: slides at a time yep doctorate of <laughs> ministry project yeah
2: <laughs> um i did want to say on that on that last note that you had jeff that i i think that that idea, you know, when you, when you think of historically with the, the, a lot of the persecution that so much, um, happened to a lot of the early church and that they dealt with, um, the early Christians were just, you know, being, you know, when you think of like Rome and, uh, when, you know, Christians were being executed and arrested and, you know, things happening that are pale you know, our, our problems today, a lot of times pale in comparison to that, but I always took it is, you know, the same God that helped them through that is the same God that's got me and my problems. So I always took comfort in that and, um, you know, reading, reading that and, you know, looking at James and thinking of that historically, I think that's, that's another thing that you can look at and be like, you know, God's got you don't, you don't have to worry if you put your trust in him.
1: Which I'm glad you said that Ryan, uh, to go full circle, the, uh, the girl who played Penny, right? Not Penny. The girl who played Sheldon's girlfriend in yeah, Big Bang Theory, who I look yeah. like as a Barbie. Amy. <laughs> Thank you. Amy, <laughs> nice job. Uh, in, real, in real life, she is a, a neuroscientist, but she's Jewish. And she made a couple mm-hmm. of videos um, talking about her faith. And she made a comment, which I, I think I know what she meant, but I think it could do a lot of harm, if not tempered with what Ryan just said. Because she, she talked about human suffering and some big problems, pro- the problem of evil. But she said, you know, I believe in God and I do pray. But I don't pray that he would, you know, help me find a parking space or help me find my lost keys. But then you actually read scripture and you see that the eye is on the sparrow and he cares for us. Jesus said that himself. If God feeds all the little birds of the air and all the fish in the sea, he cares for the pinnacle of his creation, humans. But then also from First Peter um, Remember, he says, cast some of your cares on him. Oh, wait. It's cast all your cares on him <laughs> because he cares for you. Jesus, juke <laughs> I mean, and I've, I've definitely done that. Some people could be going through a really hard time, and I might be really bummed that I can't find the other cycling sock in my drawer. And I feel guilty for, like, Lord, help me. This, is, this seems like a big deal. And maybe, it's, uh, maybe I have deeper situations I'm dealing with in life, but the little problems God cares about. So that's I think right. that's good tempering factoid. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. Yeah. God's got you covered more than.
2: has hey, got you covered.
0: <laughs> so funny story real quick as, as we're going to wrap up here. My son, Silas, I love him. He's hilarious. Um, I, I say he has like my sense of humor times 10. Like he's way funnier than me. But um, he went to a revival service with his cousin who goes to Second Mile Church, which is on Riverside Drive.
1: Yep.
0: And if you know anything about Kevin Kennedy, he, he goes to, like, every special service in Clarksville. So Hildell does this thing called Man Church. He's always there. Um, even though he goes to First <coughs> Baptist, he was at Second Mile's Revival Service. And uh, afterwards, they um, had, like, a, a little, like, I, I believe, like, ice cream social or something. And they were handing out spoons. And Silas was telling me the story. Silas said, yeah. He's like, I noticed that Kev didn't have a spoon. And he said, I ran over to get him a spoon really quick because I wanted to hand it to him and say, Kev, I've got you covered. (laughs) Did he? But he said, unfortunately, by the time that he got to Kev, somebody else had given him a spoon. Uh, And he was so disappointed.
1: Okay, Silas sneak into the Kennedy household, hide in their bedroom, and right when he's about to lay down in bed, put the sheet over her and say that <laughs> line. <laughs> well, I told I got Silas, so
0: Hildell is gonna do a is gonna launch Man Church again because they take a break during the summer. Um, not this coming Tuesday, but I believe it's on the eighth of August. And so that's an invite for anybody that's in the CLV you should come. It's awesome. I'll be there. And, uh, Silas usually comes with me, but Kev likely will be there. And I told Silas, I said, Hey, if Kev's there, I want you to hand him a napkin or something that he needs and say that line. And I told him that, that this was my, um, sort of uh, way to encourage him to go do it again, as I said, if you do that, because Silas is also a fan of the podcast. I said we'll let you come on the podcast and tell us the story. Yes, of you telling Kev that uh, he you've got him covered. So, oh, yeah. more to follow. Ho- hopefully, we'll have Silas on the show in a few weeks talking about his encounter with Kev.
1: <laughs> do it, Silas. You got this, bro. Yes. Yeah.
0: But good stuff today, guys. You know i I know we always sort of finish awkwardly, but um, I I thought let's do something a little bit different today. So. In my mug, we all had our sodas, but in my mug, um, Stephanie got me a a little treat. I am just a sucker, and I don't know if I should be afraid to admit this or not, but I am a sucker sucker for salted caramel latte, and I don't know what it is, but as I I was getting myself a cup of salted caramel latte, I thought... Are there certain coffees that are embarrassing to say, you know what? I really like this coffee, like coffee that we would be embarrassed to go order. And so I didn't know if you guys had one of those. Like if you had to order a coffee that you really like, what coffee are you sort of afraid to admit? You know, I I actually kind of like that.
1: Oh, no, no problem on this end. Uh, Last (laughs) fall, the the daughters are over at the in-laws. Eric and I have a date. We take the Mustang with the top down, looking at all the fall colors. I'm a girl dad of two, and I'm the only one in my family that owns actual Uggs, okay? (laughs) So I'm in a flannel, I'm wearing my Uggs, and we go to Starbucks, and it's the fall. So (laughs) so I order a... That's time for... Can you guess it? Pumpkin
0: spice latte. Pumpkin spice
1: latte. PSL. And so Erica, I think she got like a a Americano black, you know, uh, scheme of things, way tougher than my drink. So they call it out, I'm the only guy in the Starbucks in my uggs boldly mine <laughs> it's mine uh, when does barbie I, start
2: <laughs> i don't know about coffee but i know that so i i, I worked at starbucks for several years um and my i local coffee shop love uh i love black coffee i love strong coffees i you know that's what I, that's what i gravitate towards but sometimes I just want something a little sweeter, um, and it's not coffee, but it's coffee adjacent, and um, it's uh, the, fra- the so the cream based frappuccinos at Starbucks. Um, it's just basically a ice milkshake. Um, uh, I would always order. Um, a, a, I think they may have added it as an actual menu item, It's like a limited time thing at one point, but we would we would call it a unicorn. Um, uh, see frappuccino, <laughs> my <So>. girl, man. <laughs> it would just be like you know, it'd be like some sort, be like a, a, a fruit syrup with um the cream based frappuccino and white chocolate mm. and like mix it in there and it was all you know. Ordering it's Ooh, always that's my nickname. Funny. <laughs> white chocolate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought you know I I'm, I am with you Grant too. I love a good PSL. Too. And in fact, I I had a soldier of mine because I joked about how much I love pumpkin everything, pumpkin bread, pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice latte, he bought me this shirt. And and I'll have to wear it on the podcast oh. one time, but not this shirt. Okay. But he he bought me a shirt, hey, an shirt. orange shirt that says keep calm and pumpkin spice everything so um yeah i'll have to throw that on <laughs> i'm sure point. you've all
1: seen the meme of the pumpkin spice tampons that says i think we've gone too far <laughs>
0: yes i mean
2: nothing far. nothing goes better with han solo season than a pumpkin spice latte that's right mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we yeah. thank you for joining us today Um, One day, we're going to do the podcast all together live, and um, we'll order a couple of pumpkin spice lattes. Ryan will get his unicorn. Josh will get um, whatever girly drink he drinks, since he's the prettiest Barbie. And uh, we'll just, uh, yeah, do some dude facts together. should give you another hint about what dude facts means. (laughs) Come on. After, this.
2: after drinking that cream based Frappuccino, I'll definitely be ready for a dude
0: facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's all for today, guys. Thanks for joining us. We love you guys. And uh, until next time, bye from the dude facts, guys. Buongiorno.
1: Affirmative. Affirmative.
0: Affirmative.